0: Welcome to Highlands and the Heartache, where we invite our brothers and sisters in Christ to share their
1: testimonies, display authenticity in each season of life, and encourage one another
0: to live in the victory that Jesus brings. Oh, how high would I climb mountains if the mountains where you hide? What's up, guys? Hi everybody! This is Sophia. Hi, this is Liv, and we're Highlands in the Heartache. Welcome to another episode um, where we get to just share our lives here at Cornell um, and get to Talk a little bit more about what God's been doing here on this campus. And yeah, just encourage everyone, whether you're here at Cornell or not.
1: Yeah, and it's been a while since Sophia and I have been able to record together again. Yes, so yes. Um, we're so excited because we're about to kick off our brand new
0: season. So Woo-hoo! the last season ended Um, and Sophia, tell us more about it. Yeah, so our new series um, is called Being Held by God. And this idea um, and this theme has been meaningful to me. Um, thus far in this current season with God, because um, actually Hannah Dorpfeld, um, our intern um, the first two years here at Cornell, she has shared with me about how she received this vision from God of her two hands, you know, being held by like God's hands. And um, as she's been going through like a season of uncertainty, she's been very comforted by this vision of God holding her. And Mm -hmm. I really resonated with that. So we just wanted to, um, yeah, encourage those that have been feeling like, they don't know necessarily what's going on in their lives, um, yeah. But be comforted and be assured in the truth that He holds us and He carries us through. Yeah. Um, and if you know any of you guys are confused about what being held by God looks like, um, I think I would want to ask you guys the question of: Was there ever a moment or a time where you found yourself relying on God wholeheartedly? You know, well, relying on God for strength. Yeah,
1: totally. And I think in a really real way. A way to break that down is like, when did you lose control? Because there's so many moments where we're like, shoot, I am not holding on to my life right now, and everything's falling apart, and it's not up to me. And there's got to be a God out there because somehow I'm being held through this, and it's not by my own strength. So, so personally, I feel like one major way this semester, and you know, for the past. Few, few months, um, I've been thinking about God holding me as thinking about my future. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. Relatable. If you're a junior or senior, you definitely know what I'm talking about. But honestly, like freshmen probably are feeling this for this freak yes. out moment too, yeah, you yeah. know, like, oh my gosh, I have to pick my major. I have to figure out all my classes. What am I going to do with my life? Yeah. Um, I feel like everybody at one point or another, it, you know, just changes their mind completely and has a panic moment, but God already knows
0: mm-hmm. what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. That's really comforting to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whatever happens in my life, whether it's in my plan or not, it was always part of God's plan. Um, And so when I think about, you know, what I want to do with my life, it all feels very messy and confusing. You know, I'm an English major, and in some ways you can do nothing with that. (laughs) I always would joke, like, when I say I'm an English major, I say I'm either going to be the world's most famous author or a homeless person, and there's no in-between. Oh,
0: my goodness. (laughs) i think english majors are honestly pretty cool so thank you there's yeah a, yeah
1: but picking what you want to do with your life and going for it is really a scary feeling sometimes mm. um and so for me being carried by god looks like me saying it's gonna be good
0: mm. it's gonna be amen. good amen
1: yeah not just that it's gonna be okay but it's gonna be good and um who you are and what you do are two very different things. Um so a lot of people will say, so tell me about yourself and they go, "Oh, I'm a doctor." Or tell me about yourself. "Oh, I'm a student." Um and that's what you do, that's not who you are. Right. Um so I've been thinking more and more about that in terms of who does God say I am? He he tells you who you are, he doesn't tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Um if you notice that, you know, Jesus calls the fishermen and he says, "You're going to be fishers of men." That's their job title, mm-hmm. but um What he's actually saying is you're going to be my followers. You're going to be my disciples. That's Mm -hmm. who you are now. I've branded you. You are Mm -hmm. mine. Mm -hmm. Come and follow me. By the way, something crazy about the book of Matthew. Yeah. I think it's Matthew. It's either Matthew or Mark. But the first two chapters have the word immediately Uh in it like 20 times. Um, Side note. So when Jesus calls you, you go immediately.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So Jesus said to the disciples, you know, come with me. And they immediately dropped everything and left. Yeah. Um, so when God calls you, he calls you by who you are, not what you're going to do. But oftentimes once he calls you by who you are, then you know what you're going to do. So I guess like all those things together have been on my mind about really resting in God, resting in the fact that I can do something great for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. I can do something great with my life and what it's going to be is good because it's in God's hands, not in mine.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you resonate with that?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I think... Yeah, honestly, it's, like, better, you know, to be in this state of uncertainty and trust, you know, in the Lord, rather than yeah. feeling like we know what's going on, and we have a, you know, we have a handle on, like, oh everything. we have our lives together, quote-unquote, you know? Quote-unquote. Um, and I think a lot of Cornell students like to say, like, oh, I gotta get my life together, I gotta get myself together, you know, oh I gotta my get my act together, and it's, like, this constant narrative of, you know, we have to fix ourselves, we have to know what's going on, yeah. to feel perfect, you know, but in his nature there's so much mystery and there's so much uncertainty and yeah. there's a beauty to that you know yeah um yeah i think i came into this campus i came into this semester really wanting to see god's move um wherever i am yeah. and um i think i've come to this place where i've accepted that like i can't figure out god fully and you know <laughs> it makes total sense because i'm a mere human being and i'm a finite being you know I'm like yeah. I don't know like things you know oh my gosh yes <laughs> like that sounds so obvious but like <laughs> you know, I think sometimes like it just hits you like a wall yeah. again and um yeah it's a really good place to be because it the place of uncertainty and trust in the Lord mm. literally like always brings me to a place of being held by God yeah and being carried by place. him yeah yeah um and I just want to share a little bit about um, this prayer conference that I went to that was really encouraging in this current Mm. season um, of my life. And at this prayer conference, um, one of the pastors talked about revival, you know, and Mm. revival has been something that's been stirring up within my heart. and It's been something that I want to really see on this campus, but it's such a buzzword, you know, I think Mm. a lot of people have different uh, impressions of what that word is. And we don't necessarily know what it means, you know, Um. And honestly, like, I don't really know what it means either sometimes, you know? Like, (laughs) it's a move of God, but it's not really, like, all about hype, you know? Yeah. Well, when you think about what the word revival actually means, it means to revive. So something was dead and now it's alive. Yeah, yeah. And something that my pastor, actually from my home church, Pastor Yuri, um, Mm. said was, if you want um, an encounter with God, then ask for miracles. But if you want revival, then ask for God, right? Say it again. Um, (laughs) Say it again. Say it again. So good. If you want an encounter with God, ask for miracles. But if you want revival, ask for God. Uh, And that literally just like spoke to my heart directly because, um, yeah, I just had thought that revival was going to come in a way where, you know, I like share this love for Christ and something, you know, is going to happen within these people and within their hearts that I'm trying to speak into but it's actually all going to start from me asking god for more of him mm-hmm. um because if i want to see god move on this campus like i got to make room for god you know yeah like that's what Amen. it's going to be um yeah and so it's been a lot of just withdrawing into the secret place yeah. with god and seeking him um in my quiet times and spending quality time with him um and really cultivating a deeper relationship with him where I'm just Mm -hmm. like real with him you know like I tell him what's going on in my life I ask him all the questions that I have even if like you know 90% of them don't get answered you know it's fine (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah it's been a really sweet place that I have been in with God um so I just wanted to share a little bit of that yeah 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 uh so good Mm mm-hmm Bro, you know
1: I was thinking is, as you're speaking, the idea that, I mean, we talk about Cornellians, but really anybody, whether you're, you know, a parent who's stressed out and you have work and you have kids and, or, you know, or if you're a student or whatever life's throwing at you, mm-hmm. we have this tendency to hold on tight yeah. and think it's all up to us. And so the tighter I hold on, the more success I'll have. Mm-hmm. But what's so, oh, what's so detrimental about that mm-hmm. is that the minute things start to break you blame yourself
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right
1: When it's like this was my plan and it shatters right then you start to question your worth mm-hmm. your capabilities but if it's all on god and your hands are open yeah. and you're just receiving then whatever you receive doesn't feel ever like a failure or a win it just feels like god's plan and, mm-hmm. and
0: it's good and he's very clear about the fact that we're not going to like Know what's gonna happen in the future. Um, Like he's very clear about the things that are to come. Like are things that we might not have experienced, or we might we might not have seen, or we might not yet understand. Right? Yeah. In um, one Corinthians chapter two nine, it says, "What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him." Um, These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Yeah. Isn't that such a good word? It's such a comforting word. It is. Um, yeah, it is. So. Yeah.
1: And honestly, life would be so freaking boring mm-hmm. if we knew what's gonna happen. Yeah. So I like, yeah. I also think when you look back at all the points in your life where mm-hmm. you've been stressed out of your mind about something, yeah. You look back, you laugh. You know, that's yeah. it's always comforting to think about that in the moment where you're like, oh, my life is falling apart. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And you have to think like, you know a week two weeks a year two years from now you're gonna look back and be like oh that's how god was planning for that to be put together yeah. like that's where that puzzle piece lands i get it now mm-hmm. and so you can just have peace in knowing like that truth will eventually become visible to you for so right now you can trust yeah when it's invisible right
0: yeah yeah oh dude that's just so good he is so good he is so. how good. has he been good in your life like?
1: <laughs> Oh, oh my. Okay, so I I just want to talk about something that happened like two days ago.
0: Okay, can do that. Yeah, spill it.
1: Okay, share it. So I was I was at Crew, which is one of the Christian groups on campus yes, at Cornell, yes. um, and we were, uh, worshiping, and I have this purity ring that I wear everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really beautiful story. I'll share it on the podcast at some point about that. The story of how I got that ring, but my purity ring, yes, it's a purity ring, but I also really view it as my wedding ring to God. Mm -hmm. Like when I put it on in the morning, I'm like, yes and amen, I'm Jesus's bride. Like Mm -hmm. God's my husband. For some of you, I think like you've never thought about that before. When it hit me the first time, it was really weird to think you know, you think of God as savior, father, brother, friend, but husband like whoa right? you know
0: the church is like his bride yeah we have the body. a lovely image you know it that is we a can like image. yeah we can use to understand our relationship his kind of God. love yeah.
1: yeah so anyway i like as i was worshiping i like pulled my parody ring off i was just playing with it and then i was thinking about the fact that like i'm i'm christ's bride and then it hit me so hard i like teared up mm-hmm. i was like man i'm a horrible bride Like when you think about a husband and a wife, yeah, like if God is my husband, I have been ignoring my husband, I have been prioritizing other things, Mm -hmm. other relationships Mm -hmm. that are I don't have a covenant with, but I have a covenant with him. Yeah. You know, like if we're putting it in real life perspective, it's like my husband's like got home from work early and and made me a really nice home cooked meal and, and lit candles. And then I text him and say like, Hey, I'm out with the girls tonight. Sorry. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's what I'm doing to God on a regular basis. Um, and and so first I was like, man, I'm a horrible bride. Like Uh we, we so think we're, we're, you know, going great with our relationship with God. And really we're, we're so lukewarm and we don't even realize it. But, um, more than that, all of a sudden, like it really hit me. And this is what made me tear up was, mm-hmm. man, God is such a faithful husband. He is. Like when I say, Hey, I'm out with the girls. He's like, that's okay. And he puts the dinner away and he makes me a fresh new one the next day. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like he's such a ridiculously faithful husband. Um, so being held by God, it's a relationship, mm. um, um, what it looks like is letting everything go, setting down all your baggage and just saying, God, I just want to sit with you. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to talk to you. I want to unload what's been on my heart. I want to hear what's on your heart. Mm -hmm. I want to love you. And I want to spend quality time with you because that's what it's like to be bride and groom. And that's who we are with him. Yeah. Um, And like one, one verse it's written, we're housemates and it's written on our bathroom mirror in our bathroom. Um, I wrote this down months ago and it's just one of the most powerful
0: verses. To me. I'm so glad she like wrote this there because it like starts to my heart like, literally every morning when I hit It's such head. a good it's verse. Great. Yeah. It's we're so like, good. We're hyping it up right now. It yeah. is such a good verse, yes. but it's Luke
1: 10 41 to 42. And the verse is um, Jesus comes to the home of Mary and Martha who are sisters. And, uh, and when he comes there, Martha, you know, knowing it, he's God, Martha's like, oh, my savior, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to clean for you. I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to do everything I can. And she puts herself to work. Mm -hmm. Mary, when Jesus arrives, just sits by his feet. Mm -hmm. She just sits with him. And, uh, Jesus, Jesus pays attention to Mary and Mm -hmm. not to Martha. And Martha gets really upset about it. And Jesus responds saying, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mm -hmm. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her Mm -hmm. and that verse has just been pounding me Mm -hmm. like oh my goodness how often I'm like what God wants is my busyness God wants me to sit with my Bible he wants me to highlight things he wants me to write it down in my journal he wants me to pray this many times a day so that I am connected with him he wants me to get involved in this group and this group and this organization and help here at church and all these things Mm -hmm. and God's like I just want you to sit with me I want you. Yeah. Yeah. One thing is necessary. Yeah. And if you choose this, if you choose being with me, Mm -hmm. not doing things for me, being with me. Right. It won't
0: be taken away from you. Yeah. I think one of the most powerful things that we can do as Christians is considering him, you know, acknowledging him in our lives. Oh, yeah. Um, Oftentimes, I really try to incorporate that in my prayer life with um, other people when I pray with others um, because... I don't know, I feel like we don't really, um, yeah, spend that much time in our prayer where we are just simply acknowledging him, you know, Mm. and yeah, yeah, being aware that he's there and inviting him into every room that we enter into. Oh my um, gosh, yeah. And yeah, just like honoring him, you know, celebrating um, his goodness, his presence, um, and recognizing that he is He's there with us. He's doing something. Yeah. Whether it's something that we do know or whether it's something that we don't know. Yeah. Um, He's always working. Um. So. Yeah. I've as of like
1: a month or two ago, I started my all my prayers now like start with, God, you were already here. Mm -hmm. I'm just acknowledging you now. Yeah. And that's been really powerful for me because when we pray, it's like it's almost like we like imagine. God coming down a pair of, like a set of escalators, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, dear God. And then God like ascends and he's like, yes, you called on me. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but really he's like within you, Mm -hmm. he's literally in you. Mm -hmm. He never left. He's in every room you walk into. And so when we pray, it's not us calling on God, Mm -hmm. you know, it's God calling on us all day long and we finally respond. Yeah. 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 How else has God just been laying on you? the idea of being held by him.
0: Yeah. um, I just want to share about how my semester has been in terms of, yeah, like spending time with others and wanting to share the idea of being held by God, right. To others and my love for Christ with others. Right. And, you know, I think I shared in our first episode about how, um, powerful about how powerful the last couple weeks before this semester started was and how I really was super excited to come back to school like Mm -hmm. wanting to share this deep love and passion for Christ that I had and you know I I had all this like stuff going on like in the back of my head like I know what God's gonna do and you know I'm out here like trying to like meet up with as many people as possible like sometimes scheduling like two to three one-on-ones a day and you know i had thought that you know the more people i share this love that i have for christ with the more likely that god is going to come and you know have like mm-hmm. his people be revived right and mm-hmm. um yeah i just i was just so wrong about that you know yeah. <laughs> um so relying on my own strength um to bring upon this move of god right bring upon this um presence of the lord um that i so yeah truly cherish um yeah i think i just relied on my own strength and um tried to transfer and give this love that i have for christ to others by starting up something in their hearts through a lot of conversations right and that just led me through to a major burnout and exhaustion um and yeah i would just grab so many meals with people like here here and there um literally like lunch, dinner, um, every single day. Um, Mm. and I think, um, we have this tendency to optimize like our time spent with people. Mm. Um, and we just want to like maximize like the way that we do life here. Um, and it's all about efficiency. Yeah. Right. Like I think it's great to have meals with people. Right. But I think when we turn the idea of having a meal with people into, oh, like I'm eating my food anyways might as well like tag along a person with that meal so that like you know I can not only eat my food but also talk with someone and get my people time you know yeah into my schedule and like call it a day you know like check it off like of my to-do list like met up with someone today you know yeah um and I think the idea of living life with people doing life with others right has been twisted um into this yeah this attempt to really um yeah, maximize our time here um, yeah. rather than cherish the person that's across the table from us, right?
1: Yeah,
0: um, so, um, I have been spending time with um people here and there, but I think there was this one moment that I had with one of my really good friends, Adrian. Adrian, Adrian. um, she was just encouraging me that there's really goodness, there's um, there's value in doing life with people, um, not just speaking to that person from across the table to each other but there's um so much I don't know so much that happens when we do things together you know rather than talk to each other and I think that's really humbling for me and really encouraging to me because um when I meet up with that person and we do things together whether it's going on a walk or painting or I don't know, like watching a movie or going to an acapella show like I did tonight with yeah. Liz. Um That was really fun. It was fun. Um, I think, yeah, I'm telling myself that it's not me that is going to um, bring upon, you know, this passion for Christ, like within their own hearts. Yeah. I am telling myself and also hopefully it's that person and to God that I am trusting in the things that God is already doing in your life. And I'm being held by God because I'm hoping and believing that he is working in that person's life as much as he's working in my life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's less less like a meeting, you know, like
1: let's schedule this meeting so that I can, you know, impart my wisdom on you and walk away feeling like I've planted a seed and I've done my job. Yeah. It's more like, I'm gonna love you. Mm-hmm. That's my job. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna love you
0: yeah. really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Believing like they're in God's hands. Yeah, yeah. That's so good, dude. That's so good. Uh, okay. So one last thing I want to share mm-hmm. is in terms of being helped by God. So I, being a very emotional person mm-hmm. <laughs> that I am, I can be very eccentric. I can be very loud. I can be goofy. I can cry. Um, and that's just the kind of person I am, I feel very deeply. Um, I've sort of felt like unless my emotions, unless like everything inside me is uh, cleaned up, mm-hmm. I can't really approach God. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it would be, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a good enough daughter. I'm not a good enough disciple. I'm not a good enough servant mm-hmm. um, unless I'm cleaned up. And that's a big lie Christians believe. And I, you know, I'm learning more and more and believing more and more that the point of coming to God is not to show him how clean you are. Mm -hmm. The point of coming to God is to say, hey, I'm messy. I need you to clean me. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like in terms of being held by God is saying, I'm weary. I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. I'm sad. Mm -hmm. I'm frustrated. I have all these gross things Mm -hmm. you know, in my heart. And instead of me going away, cleaning it up, and then coming to you, God. I'm coming to you with it, and I need you to hold me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's something that's just been on my mind. And there's a verse I wanted to share. Um, It's in Deuteronomy 1, 30 to 31. And it says, The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you, as he did for you in Egypt, before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you, as a father carries his son, all the way you went until you reached this place. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about any of you guys, but when I was a kid, um, when we were, we'd were we go out and hang out with family friends or something, we'd be out at night um, and we'd drive home. I would always pretend to fall asleep in the back of the car mm-hmm. so that my dad would come around when we parked and carry me up to my bed Uh did you ever do that
0: yeah 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 something like like it yeah yeah you'd Mm -hmm. like
1: pretend you're asleep so your dad would carry you up to your bed because you don't want to walk because you're sleepy I just like picture God carrying you like that you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. tenderly like oh my my precious child who you know you're you're tired I just want to hold you like a father carries a son I'm going to carry you and I will fight for you yeah um yeah so more and more I'm just believing that We're we're really carried by God, and it's not just something he says he will do, but he delights in. Mm -hmm. It's a role that he delights to have as our dad.
0: Yeah. It's such a gift, you know? It is. To recognize and know and trust that he holds us together and he sustains us. Mm -hmm. Also, since we're talking about being
1: carried in peace, you know what my name means? Olivia? Yeah. Do you know what it means?
0: doesn't mean like branch of like an olive tree
1: yeah it mm-hmm. means an olive tree, olive tree yeah, yeah. and olive trees are a symbol of peace mm-hmm. and I just recently learned that they can live to be up to a hundred and fifty or a thousand and fifty years old a thousand a 50. thousand and fifty years old that's how Whoa. old they can be and they're are also gonna be
0: a thousand
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope not uh-huh. <laughs> but um yeah, it was really cool to learn that and to also realize that they're one of the trees that can be the the most beat up and mm-hmm. live the longest. Mm-hmm. And so literally my name means steadfast peace. And Wow. Yeah, which I don't feel most of the time, but just like believing that God gives you that. God's your steadfast peace.
0: Yeah. yeah. And walking into your life, like proclaiming the truth, right, that your name brings because oftentimes our names can...
1: I don't know. Yeah. Be significant, and your name means wisdom. Yeah.
0: So and thank you for wisdom. all your wisdom today. <laughs> yeah. Woo. All right. Um, yeah, I hope you guys were encouraged by this episode and just got a better picture of what it looks like to be held by God. Um, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And remember that you've got this because God's got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch you on the flip side, guys. All right. Bye. bye, bye. i